from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Greetings, beloved. A new day is upon us here from the poorhouse to the palace. And uh, we've been going through the visions of Zechariah. And we are in Zechariah chapter 2. We're going to begin the third vision. And this is the vision of the man with the measuring line. There's only 13 verses in this chapter. It's not very long. And uh, this prophecy deals with geographical conditions. Now, the first two prophecies dealt with political conditions. And uh, this one deals with geographical. And again, Zechariah is going to lift up his eyes and see a new thing. And he sees another man in the heavens. And this man stands with a measuring line. And Zechariah asked him where he is going. And the man answered that he was going to measure the breadth and the length of Jerusalem. Let me let me read these some of these verses for you. I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. Then said I, Whither goest thou? And he said unto me, To measure Jerusalem, and to see what is the breadth thereof, and what is the length thereof. And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him, and said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls for the multitude of men and cattle therein. For I say that the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire round about her, and will be the, gl- the glory in the midst of her. Ho, ho, come forth, and flee from the land of the north, saith the Lord, for I have spread you abroad as the four winds of the heavens, saith the Lord. Now I'm going to stop right there in the first six verses today, and uh, as we and before we get too far into this, and uh, I want to stop right here also and say this: that the Mormons claim that this is prophetic of the angel Moroni speaking to a young man, Joseph Smith, about the Zion of America, and, and I just want you to know that's a bunch of heresy. There's nothing anywhere in the Bible to 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 give anything to indicate that, and. Um, so we, we don't even, the man with the measuring line is the angel that spoke with Zechariah in Zechariah's day. This has already come to pass. It's not something that was going to come to pass. And, uh, but uh, even, even cults and heretics will try and cheat just one or two portions of the Bible, and that's what they do, just a few portions, and use that to build a whole religion out of instead of using just solely the Word of God. And somebody every now and then just needs to stand up and say, what's what? Amen. Now, look, no doubt as Zechariah and saw work on the temple progressing and the people began to plan the rebuilding of the walls that would take place under Nehemiah after the temple was rebuilt, built, that uh, this was a timely vision, and the, the walls would be rebuilt, but not for another 75 years, okay? Because he talked, he said that Jerusalem was going to uh, be here as a, inhabited as a town without walls for the multitude of men and cattle. Right now, the walls of Jerusalem hadn't been rebuilt. That was yet to 75 years down the road. But when you consider the rebuilding of the city, city, you have to take accurate measurements in order to make accurate plans for constructions. And the, the, the angel that was speaking to Zechariah goes out and communes with a man, and this man is the Lord, as we see in verse 5. And the Lord tells the angel to return and talk to this young man, Zechariah. And later, Zechariah will tells us that the walls of Jerusalem will be 50 miles in each direction. That makes Jerusalem... 2,500 square miles. Now, right now, it's one square mile. But it will be in the millennium, 
2,500 square miles. The state of Delaware is just over 2,000 square miles. The Temple Mount will be one square mile with an 18-story temple. And we find that also in uh, Ezekiel in chapters 40 through 48. So, um, so he is going to measure. He says that Jerusalem will be inhabited as a land without walls. Well, right now they could put up walls around one square mile, but not around 2,500 square miles. Now listen, to be without walls in those days was to be without a defense. It would make you an open opportunity for all enemies about the city. Jerusalem has always been proud of her walls. Some of them still exist uh, today. Some of the walls of Jerusalem today date back to the time of King David 3,000 years ago that are there today. The new walls of Jerusalem are as old as our entire nation, the United States of America's first colonization. They're over 400 years old. You understand the walls of Jerusalem, the new walls are older than our entire country. But there is coming a greater Jerusalem that cannot be walled in. And we have seen uh, this in major metropolitan areas. There was a time when fields of corn separated the city of Indianapolis from many of the suburbs like Avon and Plainfield and, and Brownsburg. And those days are gone. Businesses and homes stand where the corn once grew. And now it's almost impossible to tell where the city begins and the su- city ends and the suburbs begin. Now look, God's walls have always been a place of defense. And it does not say that there will be no physical walls in millennial Jerusalem, but it does tell us that the occupancy coming from Jerusalem and reaching out into all the earth will be such that it will be like there were no walls at all. And Jesus will be an unseen wall of fire about his people as their potentate, their king, their prince, their protector. We sing the song, a wall of fire about me, just like Elisha did, saw, and I'm nothing now to fear. And this vision reminds us of the watchfires around the armies on the fields of battle and the unwalled camps of the many nomadic peoples of the Middle Eastern nations. They always had watchfires encircling the army so that they could see the enemy if they were coming in to keep predators out. And and against the, the nomadic peoples would do that, people that dwelled in tents. Now look, walls are protection, they're safety. And let me just say that, everybody needs walls in your home to protect you. Everybody needs walls in your life. And uh, by the way, that's why you ought to have rules. That's why God had a law in the Garden of Eden. Thou shalt, uh, he told Adam to dress the ground and keep it. Gave him thou shalt. He he said thou shalt not touch the, uh, thou shalt not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There was a wall of protection to keep him away from something. Walls keep good things in, bad things out. You ought to have walls in your home. By the way, have rules in your home. Uh, You know the Ten Commandments? You ought to have some rules in your home. Maybe you ought to have the Ten Commandments of your home. Make the rules clear, simple, and make sure everybody understands. And make sure understands everybody understands. Uh, everybody knows what's going to happen if you break the rules. If you lie, you're going to get a spanking. If you steal, you're going to get a paddling. If, uh, we're not going to. Uh, there's not going to be rock and country music in our house, and we're not going to watch wicked things on television. You got, got to have rules. Got to have walls. But uh, there's coming a day when in Jerusalem has always been defended by these in light of having those walls how many times have the walls of Jerusalem been broken down by the Medes by the Turks by the Assyrians and and on and on even by the king of Israel broke down the walls of Judah in Jerusalem so the walls even though they were there they hadn't always worked they hadn't always worked the walls had always been ripped down Somebody was always coming in, tearing down their walls. But there's coming a day when Jesus comes in the millennium. Here we have a millennial promise, a geographical promise of the millennium, that when Jesus comes, he is going to be a light 
He is going to be a wall. And in the land of unwalled villages, people will dwell in safety. Why? Because the Prince of Peace is here. And uh, you know what, right now, I'm going to tell you what, you need to have walls up in your home and you need to make your home safe. Your church needs to have walls. It needs to be safe. And a church without rules and without standards and homes without rules and without standards are without order. They're without direction and they're without protection. And if you don't have none, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're in for a world of hurt and heartache. But there's coming a day when Jesus himself will be at the wall that surrounds us and protects us. By the way, in the millennium, he will give his law. And people will obey his law because it keeps good things in and bad things out. And, and we'll dwell in safety. What a great, great, great promise that we have. And uh, we'll uh, finish it up tomorrow as we go on here. From, and uh, we'll read verses 7 through 13, finish up the rest of this vision of the man with the measuring line, measuring the walls of Jerusalem, looking for the day when there won't even need to be any walls because the Lamb of God himself will be there. A day you and I, do you understand what God told Zechariah? You and I will live there in that day as well on this earth with, with, uh, with the Lord. And praise the Lord for it. Amen. God bless you is our prayer until our time tomorrow. No longer a pauper in rags of poverty. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the Poor House to the Palace.